This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest edition of the Liverpool.com podcast. I'm your host Mo Stewart and I'm joined this week by Emmett Gates and Beck Botchak. And you know what? It's been a very, very good week in the world of Liverpool Football Club. Two wins, six out of six points in the Premier League without Salah, Mane and Keita. And more importantly, Liverpool are through to another cup final. Their seventh cup final under Jurgen Klopp. So I thought for the show... We'd have a little bit of fun. Now, Liverpool might be in their seventh cup under Jurgen Klopp, but it's their 19th final of the 21st century. And in the previous 18 finals, Liverpool have scored 36 goals. Now, some of them you'll remember, some of them you may not. But we here are going to be picking our top five. Now, to make it a little bit interesting, and so we don't all just pick the same ones, it's going to be a draft pick. So... We're all going to be fighting for the goals that we want on our boards. And then at the end of the show, we'll do a recap of everyone's top five. And we'll let you out there have a little vote as to who you think's got the best top five. And you can even put your own in there as well. So, Ben, I realise I've got a little bit of an advantage here because, I mean, I was an adult when all of these games happened, whereas you were very much a child. But have you been familiarising yourself with some of the old highlights? Yeah, the past few hours I've been trying to familiarise myself and stuff. So I think hopefully I'll remember all of the ones you pick, but we'll see. <laughs> well, there are some, as I mentioned, there are some famous ones. But I mean, 18 is a lot of finals, Emma. It's almost kind of, you forget because of some of the wilderness years that we've been through. They've been very successful in the century. Probably only one or two more clubs have had more finals than that. Yeah, like when we were talking off air and you, you mentioned 18 finals, I was like, really? Like that actually was a shock. Because you kind of think, when you think of Liverpool and finals, there's like the usual four or five that you know, you can think off the top of your head. And then in your head, that's kind of it. And then, but then you mentioned 18, like, <laughs> that is a lot. It is a lot. And... I've, to, to clarify, I've included the European Super Cup because that is a final for which you have to qualify. I have not included the Community Shield or Charity Shield because it's not final. It's it's a it's, it's just a one-off game. So that allows the League Cup, FA Cup, UEFA Cup, Champions League, uh, Europa League as it was, and the Super Cup. So yeah, eighteen and final. Club World Cup as well. And the sorry. The Club World Cup as well. Of course, the Club World Cup as well. Yes, that is on the board. I can't forget that one. The most recent one of them all. So let's get into it then. Now, we drew dice or rolled dice before the show started to decide (laughs) the order eventually. And it was decided that, Ben, you get first pick. Now, I should explain to everybody that this is a snake draft, which means that the order is going to go Ben first, then Emmett, then myself, but then I get two and then Emmett, and then Ben gets two, and then Emmett, and then I get two. So in reality, being second is probably the worst place to be because you never get to pick two in one go. Unlucky for that, Emmett. On we go with the show. (laughs) So you have 36 goals at your disposal, Ben. What will be your first? I think my number one, probably a bit biased, but uh, it's one of my early memories of football. I, I had just turned seven. 
Um, <laughs> it's uh, the first goal in Istanbul, Gerard's header. Uh, I think the technique behind that is underrated and the significance of that goal, you know, giving Liverpool hope in a moment when all, all, all hope seemed lost. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, that might be a few other Gerard goals that in, in finals, especially that you guys mm. will pick that perhaps have been better, better technique or, you know, more easy on the eye. But for me, it's an underrated goal, that mm. one, uh, for its significance. And and I think that Heather is, is tough to pull off as well. So um, to do that in a Champions League final mm. is pretty special. It was a great header for sure. And you make a really good point about how we are deciding these goals. Because, yes, obviously, great goals are great goals. But the meaning to you is a big part of it. The moment of the goal, obviously, these are all big games because they're all finals. But like you say, the what came after that, what that goal kind of created has begun along into folklore. Now, Emma, I wasn't expecting him to go for that particular Gerard goal, but he's right. It is an underrated header, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, it's more... You don't think of that goal in terms of really the technique. I mean, the technique has to be appreciated, um, but it's more in the context of what was happening. Um, and I actually, funny, one of my picks was Smisher's follow-up. Because, I mean, at 3-1, you're still thinking, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's maybe giving Liverpool, you know, a bit of pride, you know, at least a goal in the, on the scoreline. Because, I mean, you still have that defence, you know, Stam, Nesta, Maldini, Kiafu. The game's still over at 3-1. So, so it's, is that your number one pick then, Smitsa? Uh, no, but I'll say nothing more. But I mean, you might not get it. This is the thing. This is the beauty. We can all, we can all only pick one, and someone else might have had their eye on that one. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> all right. So I, I love comment on it, but I'll just say Gerard's goal. Yeah, I mean, it, it as Ben said, it gave Liverpool some hope at a time when the game looked a formality and like Milan were going to win. Okay, so what's your number one then? Um, it's a goal that's probably not remembered that well. I would say it's John Onorisa's volley in the two thousand and five League Cup final against Chelsea. Like it was yes. a volley in the first like forty three seconds. seconds yeah, yeah. Like you talk about the sweet spot of connecting with the football. Like he hits it like with the laces, but with a bit of outside of the boot spin and it just yeah. just goes like an arrow straight into the like diagonally straight into the opposite corner just a beautiful goal and again it kind of gets lost in the fact that a liverpool lost and b it was the same year as istanbul so mm-hmm. it was always you know that goal's been i i generally forgot about it until i was doing research for this topic i was like oh yeah I remember that goal. so yeah but that's it's purely from a a technique. It's the opposite of Ben's yeah. goal. You know, this is purely about technique and the manipulation of a football. And to me, yeah, that was my my first pick. Well, that's that's the, it's hard to argue with that. It was, <clears throat> believe it or not, that goal generated the loudest noise ever heard by a crowd in this in Britain at a football match when that goal yeah. went in. And I, yeah, I, I, it was one of the very first. Um, I believe it was the first. Um, tr- trophy up for that season 
And the first one, obviously, Mourinho and Benitez were fighting for. We'd had a few league games by that point, so the rivalry started to bubble. But that, yeah, that game was massive in it. And obviously, there was the whole Gerard stuff with his own goal, which kind of, in the end, gifted them the trophy. So, um, yeah, that's a great memory from a horrible day. But... <laughs> That is fantastic news for me because I cannot believe my top two are still on the board and I get to pick them back to back. So <laughs> my number one pick, um, I'm in it to win it, people. You're not surprised. Steven Gerrard in the 2006 FA Cup final, the second goal, the absolute Roy of the Rovers goal. The one I don't really need to tell you too much about because I'm sure everyone remembers this one. It was a game that we absolutely had to win and for long periods looked like we weren't going to win. And um, I have very good memories of the celebrations of that particular goal. There were chairs flying. There were pints flying. There was everybody flying. It was one of those <laughs> moments that every time I see the replay of it, I love it. I love the fact that he basically was just too tired to do anything but hit it. So he hit it. And... Well, what can I say? It, it really was one of the best goals that I've seen from one of the best goal scorers we've seen. So, yeah, that's my number one. <sighs> so happy with that. <laughs> I mean, that was good enough. <clears throat> my number two, 2016 Europa League final, Daniel Sturridge. Um, another game that I was really looking forward to that I really thought we were going to win. Unfortunately, we didn't. Um, I still vividly remember the halftime celebrations after that goal because it was a tight game, but that goal was just such a thing of beauty. Uh, I think if, if you don't remember it, just an absolute outside of the foot finish, something that became one of Daniel Sturridge's trademarks. And um, possibly in terms of his influence on a big game, his high watermark. Emma, it's always a bittersweet goal for me, this one, because simply that, I think so much would have been different if we'd have won that game. When you think about the season that followed and the careers of some of the people who were involved, but that goal really deserves to be celebrated in my eyes. Yeah, it was a, it was a phenomenal goal. You know, funny, that game, I'd kind of forgotten about that game until you, you brought it up. Um, and as you say, you know, if Liverpool had won that final, they would have been in the Champions League the next season as Europa League winners. And that, that added revenue, you know, the Clap era, obviously, the Clap era would have it would have been fast-tracked almost. Everything that kind of did happen would have happened sooner had they qualified for the Champions League the following season. And you kind of think, yeah, what if? You know, and maybe Daniel Sturgeing kicks on to have a better Liverpool career than, than mm -hmm. what inevitably happened then. So yeah, that is it's definitely one of the, the missed finals, should we say, of the, the 21st century. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Definitely. Now, what is your second pick? You're in line for that now. Um Michael Owen's second uh in the 2001 FA Cup final, the one where he outruns Lee Dixon. And makes yes. Lee Dixon look like a really old man. <laughs> to, me, to me, obviously, Owen, in retrospect, you look back and you think, how did Michael Owen win the Ballon d'Or in 2001? But this was a big part of it. 
in that this goal embodies everything that was brilliant about early Michael Owen. Like his pace was out of this world. You know, he was phenomenal. He wasn't brilliant, really, you would say, technique-wise, or he's not going to dribble around six players and put it in the top corner. But if you give him space in behind, a young Michael Owen was ruthless and he would kill you. And that's what he did against Arsenal in this game. You know, obviously he scores the first and then the second, you know, in the damn moments, he just gets the ball and leaves Lee Dixon for dead. And then the finish is good too. But it's the pace that encapsulates so much of how good Michael Owen was at a young age. And he was what, like what, 21, 22 at that point? And just... you, you... Uh, Yes. Trying to work it out. Yes, 21. So, And at that point, you think, you know, the world's his oyster. And you don't really know the way everything ended up. You, you, if you said then what would become of Michael Owen by the time he's like 24, 25, you wouldn't believe it. Because no. at that point, he was phenomenal, you know, and yeah. and that goal is just it's just everything that was great about early Michael Owen. You're right there, and I think Ben, when people think about Michael Owen, they think about his most iconic goal that happens with England, but I think this is probably his most iconic goal for Liverpool, not just because of the way it won the trophy, but just like what Emmett said, it just encapsulated everything you would think about when you thought about Michael Owen, the, the, the Tyro, the absolute terror of defences, whether as he was at that stage. Yeah, I mean, I can't lie, I don't remember it because I was only two years old at the time. Uh, but I obviously, it's a, it's a famous FA Cup final in Liverpool's history. Uh, I think a lot of people called it Owen versus Arsenal, pretty much. And uh, I, I remember reading in Jamie Carragher's and Stephen Gerrard's autobiography how at that point, they had all gotten a bit tired and, you know, there were moments when it looked like Arsenal could win the game and then Owen comes out with that and um, that special moment and wins the game for Liverpool. I think um, that that showed you his, his talent at that age and his ability and it's just a shame that, you know... What what yeah. happened afterwards? <laughs> we don't have to go into that. I mean, anyone who remembers the final will know this. An absolute steal, by the way, as well. And Arsenal fans will tell you to the dying day that they deserve to win that. But we don't need to go into that either. <laughs> so, Ben, you get two picks now. So, who are your second and third best goals? I think uh, my first, just because of the memories. Uh, you know, it's not a particularly great goal, again, but... You know, there's been better goals for sure that I perhaps could have picked, but but because for me, I just refuse to pick any goal in any final that Liverpool lost in. So I'm gonna go with Divo Carigi's <laughs> goal against Tottenham. It, it's uh, I think it's an underrated finish still. You know, it's it's a good finish, but I think just the fact that. Liverpool were kind of nervy at that point, you know, we really wanted that trophy, you know, we'd been there the year before and uh, Tottenham weren't great, but, you know, they had Harry Kane up front and he could score at any time and Liverpool did need that cushion and, you know, Origi coming on, the hero of against Barcelona, uh, doing it again and, yeah, I think that, that obviously secured that trophy for Liverpool and uh, it was a very significant moment, I think, in the Klopp era as well because Klopp had lost a, a few finals uh, 
heading into that one. So there was a question, a lot of question, you know, on him whether he can win the trophy or not. And he certainly proved everyone wrong, or the doubters wrong for sure. Yes, he did. I knew that that goal would go somewhere. I'm quite pleased that someone's got it in the top two because I think it's deserving of that status, definitely. So what about your third? My third is Alonso's goal to make it 3-3 against Istanbul. I think, again, people will say, you know, oh, it's just a tap in, he missed the penalty. But I think the fact that, you know, there was was so much emotion in the game and... Mm the atmosphere and everything. Um, and, and he did miss. It was it was not a great penalty. It was quite <laughs> a awful penalty, to be honest. But the fact that he didn't give up, he chased down the ball and just thumped the ball into the back of the net. He could have easily missed. Dida could have saved it. But the determination and, and the willingness to, um, you know, follow up on that mistake, I think, mm. for, for all those reasons and obviously the significance to make it 3-3 and... Uh, within just like 15, 20 minutes of the second half. Um, it's pretty remarkable. So that that's definitely my pick. I picked Smita, like uh, Emma has mentioned, which was a nicer goal for sure. But I think the 3-3 one has more significance yeah. to it. I, I, see, I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going with that. I mean, people may disagree, but that's what this show is about. But one thing I always think about that Alonso goal when I re- watch it is that the angle that he has to hit the rebound is actually quite hard. So when he's already in his head that he's just missed, by the way, the first professional penalty he's ever taken in his career, by the way, in a Champions League final, and he still has the the wherewithal to know that he has to put it high to get it in. And then uh, Milan Barros kind of congratulates him by nearly decapitating him in a celebration. And um, yeah, it's just a wonderful moment. I'm glad that it's been acknowledged, even if it doesn't mean you're going to win. So, Emmett, you're up next. What's your number three? Um, Gabriel Cisse's Valley in the 2006 FA Cup final. Uh, <laughs> I take it you had that on the list. I had that on my board, yes. <laughs> um, I know it's, it's funny in a way because you almost kind of forget that Cisse even played for Liverpool because he came with such high expectations and he didn't deliver. And then you just see snippets. You can't remember, yeah, like there was a talent in Cisse that made Liverpool mm-hmm. play. What was it 14 million from Azaire? Yeah. Like you can't remember, yeah, this is why they paid that money for him. Because like that's, it was from Gerard's cross or like chip pass, if I remember correctly. And Cisse just takes it first time volley. And you just think, yeah, that was... That right there is an example of the why Liverpool paid all that money for him. And, oh, yes. You know, Cissé, when he arrived, kind of, he was seen as like the next generation of French, you know, French's next generation of, he's going to be a great striker. Obviously, they did Henri Trezeguet at that point. Cissé was kind of like that next wave because he was slightly younger. But it never really kind of worked out for him. I think he became more famous for his her days and her styles than he did anything else. <laughs> but that goal was just a reminder of what he could do. And like first time volleys are not the easiest, you know, because they can go in a rosette just as easily mm-hmm. as they would in the net. But yeah, like that was really good execution. And yeah, so that's why it's my my number three pick. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. 
It's a good one. It's a great goal. I can't argue with that. Um, one of the things that I why I was gonna pick it as well is the ball from Gerard is ridiculous. Yeah. It's almost the kind of ball that Trent plays now, but it's almost like you forget that to be able to play that at that point when you're two 0 down in a cup final that you should be winning. To have the technique to be able to do that, and obviously, you're right. Cisse was Gerard Houllier's uh, leading present to Liverpool. I think is what they was called because. He signed him long before we ever got to see him. And by the time we did sign him, Gerard had already left the club. But I love him. I think he's a bit eccentric and he has got some fantastic goal highlights for Liverpool. And yes, that's probably the top of them all. Right. So now it's my turn and I get another double pick, which is kind of nice. I'm going to start. My third is going to be Robbie Fowler from the League Cup final of 2001. Um, our first visit to Anfield South, as it got known, which is Cardiff. And um, the first of the treble finals. Again, a game that everyone thought we should win. <clears throat> we were playing Birmingham, who were in the championship at that point. And um, it wasn't really going to plan. Half an hour in, and it was a little bit stodgy. And then out of nowhere, Heskey wins a flick on. Fowler, roughly about 30, 35 yards out, the ball just comes to him. And in that instinctive, natural way he does, he's like, I'm having this. And he just hits it. And it just dips beautifully over the goalkeeper. And it was one of those where the celebration is so big. It's like he was captain for the day. It was one of the last really big moments of the first wave of Fowler's career. And it's a fantastic goal. So all of those reasons have made me pick it for number three. And number four, yes, I'm going to go with Vladdy Sweetser because ah. we mentioned this Nabbit, I'm going to mention it. Sorry, Emmett, you snooze, you lose. I gave you three chances. Three chances. And no, you didn't take it off the board. So it's mine now. Uh, yeah, I think there was lots of things to say about the other two goals. I think in terms of a quality of a goal, that one's the best one. But there are so many other elements to it that I love. I love the fact that it was his last game and everyone knew it was his last game and he got a proper moment to sign off with it. Also, like, Gerard's goal was great, but it was a little bit like, okay, we've restored a bit of pride. Uh, Alonso's goal was insane because it was just insane. But Smeets' goal was the moment that we all started to believe. Now, 3-0 is a tough game. 3-1, uh once you've made it 3-2 straight away, then it's in Milan's heads, then it's in Liverpool's heads. That's why there was a certain inevitability about that final goal. And also something that you won't notice unless you've watched it 100 million times, like I have, uh, Kaká stops to do his laces up. And that's the only reason Smith is in space to hit it. If Kaká just did his laces up, so many different things would have happened in our world. But thank you, Kaka, for not doing your races up. <laughs> I don't know you were that. Yeah, like I mean, that's kind of like what I was beginning to say earlier. I think that is that's the goal that gives Liverpool hope. You know, yes. Gerard's goal starts it, but you kind of think it's a cancellation at three-one. You still think Milan, with all those players, are still going to hang on. But Smeacher's goal is the moment where you start to think, right? Actually, you know, we could claw level and actually get back into this game you know if, if there's not that goal 
And 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 the fact that it come what two minutes after Gerard's opener, or opener, the opener for Liverpool. Like if Smithrow doesn't score that, then you know I, it's the, the game probably peters out and Milan win it. You would say, but yeah, as you say, Mo, that is the goal that give Liverpool hope, like real realistic hope, and not real pie in the sky hope. Hmm. No, indeed, indeed. Okay, so having stolen your fourth pick. What are you going to replace it with? Hey, oh no, because I, I, I had that goal and Origi's goal, but Ben has taken it. So, uh, I'm going to say Dirk Kite's goal against Kjordov in the 2012 League yep. Cup final. I mean, it's not a brilliant goal, but it's sharp reflexes because someone's someone strikes first, the goalkeeper saves it, the ball comes back out, and Kite is just like snap click of a finger just straight in bang and just smashes the ball under the goalkeeper gives him no time to react and yeah so that's why i'm putting dirk kite in yeah i love that as well i wanted dirk kout to get at least some mention in this show because he was known as the man for the big occasion and he did come through on so many big occasions and this was almost like the last one that we got to see him for because he wasn't i mean the last two years of his Liverpool career weren't quite as spectacular. He was in and out of the side a little bit more, Ben. But he got to win something as well, which is something that I wanted for him. He was in, he was part of a really great Liverpool side that didn't quite achieve something. So I'm glad he managed to get his medal at the end. And as as Emmett said, it's a really great technique on that finish. Yeah, I mean, uh, the way he kind of slipped on his butt at the end of it, uh, but I think it is under uh, unappreciated how that that technique, that reaction, and that's what Kite was known for at Liverpool, reacting first and being a poacher. Mm. And I think that was him at his best. It, although even though that was outside the penalty area, that shot. But yeah, I think it, in it, like you say, in terms of Liverpool's history, that was kind of a significant moment because it had been a long time since Liverpool last won a trophy, and to finally get it. Um, was pretty pretty good, even though if it was just the League Cup and if it was just against Cardiff and even if Liverpool had to struggle to win it in the end on um, penalties. But, um, yeah, I think it was, uh, for me, it's probably the, the first final I actually properly remember as a mm. kid growing up watching Liverpool. So, for me especially, uh, the next day with my teacher playing You Will Never Walk Alone in... <laughs> In our first Saturday, it was pretty good. So, uh, awesome. yeah, good moments. Okay, so you get to round out your top five now with your fourth and fifth picks. Which are you going for? Yeah, yeah. Um, my fourth one might be a strange one because it's an own goal. But <laughs> <laughs> it's Liverpool's only ever uh, golden goal uh, ever in, in a European tournament uh, against uh, Alaves in the 2001 UEFA Cup final. I think it's the only ever golden goal in any uh, UEFA Cup or Champions League final. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, you know, it, it's an unfortunate moment. The game looked like it was going to penalties. It had been a crazy game in general, uh, you know, 5-4 overall. And um, Gary McAllister, I don't know. I don't think his free kick was going in, but... You know, in the end, the defender comes across it. Goal, 
bit of a miscommunication with the goalkeeper who comes out to punch the ball away and the ball ends up in the back of the net and Liverpool are treble winners. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, for that reason, I think it, um, b- because of its significance and how it's the only ever golden goal that Liverpool have scored in a final, I, I, I have picked that as my fourth. Now, that's a good one. Interesting fact about that. Uh, Alaves scored four headers from set pieces in that game. And unfortunately, the fourth one gave Liverpool the trophy. <laughs> hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, that, ge- that game was just such a roller coaster. Um, I'm not going to go into it too much because there may well be some more goals from it coming. So with that in mind, what's your fifth pick? Uh, I was debating between two uh, recent ones. Uh, Mane's uh, goal against Chelsea, his second uh, when he thumped the ball into the back of the net. Uh, I think it was a great finish um, in the UEFA Super Cup. Yeah. But I just think the Club World Cup is more significant. And Firmino's goal in that final, the poise and the composure he had, it's just such a typical Firmino goal. And even though it's not anything eye-catching again, but his finish is just calm and nonchalant. And uh, it, it did secure the... Club World Cup and it did make Liverpool world champions uh, so for that reason I picked that one The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Oh it's, it's a massively significant goal I think from the point of view of the fact that Liverpool had never been world champions before and Emma I don't know how much you remember about that game but most of us will have tried to forget most of it because it wasn't great uh, and it was deep into extra time and it it was at a time in the season, if you remember, Liverpool were having a bit of struggles with injuries, like Henderson was having to play at centre-half in some of those games. Uh, portent of the future there. But we got the job done. And again, as Ben mentioned, it was the coolness of Bobby to be able to have the time to sit the keeper down before he puts the finish in. Yeah, absolutely. Like, funny... I'd forgotten completely about that final until Ben brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, one of, it's just one of those finals that you just forget about almost as soon as it happens. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a really good finish. And as you say, you know, the, the final itself is never going to live on in the memory, but it's a trophy. And yeah, definitely no arguments with Ben's pick there on my behalf. Okay, so what's your last one then? Well, saying as you and Ben have taken a couple of my picks, I'm kind of scratching my head here. Um, I think Gerard's first in the Gerard final of 06 has to be in there, just because I don't think there was many better at smashing a ball, but smashing it with control. Like, you know, like just putting your laces through it, but at the same time actually controlling where it goes. Like, and mm-hmm. Gerard's first in that in that final, poof. I mean, obviously, it was outdone by the second. But, yeah, it's definitely worth a mention, I think. And it came at a pivotal time in the game. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's not really a whole lot I can say more about it. <laughs> just, just in terms of, I think that maybe two or three-year stretch was kind of Gerard at his peak, say, maybe like 04 till 07, 08, you know, as like a box-to-box dynamo who just scores rockets from everywhere. Um, and yeah, just a technique to smash it, but also keep it down because that very easily could have went anywhere because he it hit it so hard. 
but to control it and then they're just flying to the top corner. Yeah, so um, I mean, this goal wasn't on my list, but because you and Ben took some of my picks, <laughs> it's a great goal. I think it's an underrated goal as well, and I think the uh, the um, the work of Peter Crouch is underrated in it as well. He showed a great that was a, he was a really effective striker for Liverpool and. His partnership with Gerard kind of gets lost in the mix between his partnership with Owen and Torres and Suarez. But yeah, shout out to Crouchy for that one. So for my final one, uh, I was looking at that as well. I'm kind of going between two. Uh, I wanted to shout out Andy Carroll's goal in the FA Cup final of 2012 because it's a beautiful bit of footwork and because he puts John Terry on his ass, which is always fun to watch. But... I'm going to go for Robbie Fowler's goal in the UEFA Cup final of 2001. The goal, Liverpool's fourth goal in that game, uh, at a point when Alaves made it 3-3 after being 3-1 up and cruising at halftime. And Robbie, he'd only been on the pitch seven or eight minutes. He was very angry not to be starting that game. And he picks the ball up just on the left edge of the area and... Again, it's a, similar to Carroll. He's very nimble-footed. He's able to dribble his way past two or three and then just guide it into the bottom corner. And at the, again, it's one of the vivid memories of that season and that game because it was the culmination of all of those finals. And it was just getting madder and madder and madder. Unfortunately, I thought that was the winning goal. It wasn't the winning goal, as we found out. But that's my pick, Robbie Fowler. So... <clears throat> Looks like we've all got five here. Now, I'm sure as you've been watching this at home, you've been noting down your own, trying to remember some of the other finals that people have been in, and you'll have your own theories over who's got the best five. But before we wrap up, let's do a recap of everyone. So, Ben, do you remember yours? Because I've been writing it down as we go along. Uh not. The <laughs> I, don't so. I don't think I can recall all five. But well, luckily for you, yeah. I've So I can recap to you and the rest of our audience your top five. Number one, Gerard's goal in the Champions League final, two thousand five. Number two, Origi's goal in the Champions League final, twenty nineteen. Number three, Alonso's goal, also in the Champions League final. So that's the theme here. Uh, 2005, <clears throat> the own goal from the UEFA Cup final of 2001 and Firmino's winning goal in the Club World Cup of 2019. <clears throat> Interestingly, you've gone for three winning goals there and all very, very games that Liverpool won. Which He's all about the glory, isn't he, Ben? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, think I, I, I definitely went for the glory rather than technique or skill in this one. Oh. <laughs> Pure well, aesthetics. we'll see what the audience makes of it all. Well, everyone will make their own decisions. So, <laughs> Emmett, your top five. You started with John Arnarisa in the League yep. Cup final of 2005, which I still think is a very strong number one. Uh, Michael Owen in the Michael Owen FA Cup final, his second goal. Uh, Gibral Cissé from the 2006 FA Cup final. And then Dirk Cow from the 2012 League Cup final. And finally, Steven Gerrard from the 2006 FA Cup final. So, again, a strong list there. Some really, really good goals, I think, we'll first say in your list there. I'm, um, I'm, I feel like you've done quite well. You might be in a strong position to win. 
However, my list, my top five, <laughs> I have the number one of number ones, clearly. Steven Gerrard's second goal from the FA Cup final 2006, followed by Daniel Sturridge's goal from the Europa League final 2016, Robbie Fowler's goal from the League Cup final 2001, Vladdy Smitser in the Champions League final 2005, and finally Fowler again in the Euro UEFA Cup final of 2001. So I've gone a bit old school, gone heavy on the Scousers, but I think my list stands up alongside anybody's. I hope you all out there do too, because we're going to find out. We're going to put a poll, possibly out here on YouTube, definitely on our social channels, and you can all decide who you think has got the best one, and then we can all meet back here next week, and we can all gloat, or should I say, I can all gloat. <laughs> thank you very much for this wonderful trip down memory lane. I hope you all out there have enjoyed it as much as we have, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.